Bill O'Reilly. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, January 25th, 2021. Stand up for your country. You know, the Bills and the Packers did not, did not stand up for their country yesterday. And they both lost. Somehow that might be poetic justice. I'm going to address it a little later on in the broadcast. But first, we begin with news analysis you will hear nowhere else in this country, which is why I believe you're watching and listening to me today. And this is very, very important, what I'm about to tell you, because, again, nobody knows about it. And it is the heart of President Biden's domestic agenda. So I'm going to walk everybody through it. So you've heard that all men are created equal in the eyes of God, the Declaration of Independence. That's gone. We're not created equal anymore in 2021 America. No. The official policy of the Biden administration is equity, not equality. Do you know what equity is? It's not like having equity in a home or equity in uh, a Mercedes Benz. No. Equity is outcome. Outcome of life. So Joe Biden and his administration believes that it is the federal government's responsibility, moral responsibility, to impose equity on America. And tomorrow at the White House is Equity Day, where President Biden will sign um, some executive orders. All right. He's going to establish a policing commission at the federal level to basically tell local police forces what to do. And if they don't do it, they're going to get in trouble with the feds in a variety of ways. All right. He's expected to sign an executive order directing the Department of Justice to improve prison conditions. That's not a bad thing. There's far too much violence in state and local jails and federal penitentiaries. Too, you remember the organized crime boss Whitey Bulger was executed in a federal penitentiary. Gangs dominate prisons. That's got to stop. So that executive order is not a bad thing. I don't believe the federal government can control it, but I'm happy to see that. Another executive order avows uh, that there will be no discrimination against any minority group, including Native Americans, Asian Americans, Pacific Islander American, every LGBT, you name it. The federal government is outlawing any discrimination. Now, you would say, well, we already have that. We already have anti-discrimination laws. But no, no, no. This goes a lot further. All right. This says that the federal government will give these groups extra privileges than the Caucasians have. They get more from the federal government than white people do. And the justification is that because of past historical injustice against all minority groups, gays, transsexuals, bisexuals, whatever it may be, because they were treated poorly in the past, now the federal government is giving them most favored person status. And they're never going to tell you that. Remember most favored nation status? This is most favored person status. Now, Biden in the never in a million years would admit to this, but this is what it is. All right. 
Now, the equity is being headed up by our old friend, okay, Susan Rice. And Ms. Rice says she'll head a, quote, robust interagency process to hold the federal government accountable for advancing equity, she uses the word, for families across America. What about people who don't have families? They're in there, too. All right. So this whole thing is by design. It began under the Obama administration. Trump, of course, wiped it off the face of the earth. But it's back and back in a big way. Now, let me give you some examples of um, things that will happen under the Biden administration in the equity zone. Okay, so if you are a minority, you will not be able to be fired for anything. All right. You're, you have job assurance for life. If you object to that, so say your employer and say you have some uh, minority people not doing the job or even misbehaving at work, you can't fire them. And if you try, then you'll be charged with racial discrimination. And if you object to the policy, you're a bigot. Okay, you're a bigot. You cannot object to this. So all the Republicans who will object, they're all bigots and homophobes, and they are not worth listening to. And even further, they'll try to cancel them, fire them, hurt them. If you object to this equity policy, you'll get hurt. So therefore, people will be afraid to object. Many, many, many employers will be afraid to object. And it's a get-out-of-jail-free card for criminals. Because if you commit a crime and you're a minority, no, you know, we're not going to hold you on bail. You're already seeing that destroy New York, Chicago, L.A. We're not, and then even if you're convicted, you're not really going to go away for a long time. Even if you have a gun, a firearm that's loaded, and we catch you in Chicago, nah, we're not going to hold you. We're not going to charge you. We're, you're even you get convicted. You're, you're not going away. You'd have to kill or rape somebody to go away. You break into a car or a house, nah. Punch somebody in the face, nah. Because the criminals in the minority community who are doing those things, they're victims, you see. They're not predators. They're victims of a system that forced them to commit crime because they were denied the advantages of the white people. This is equity. Okay. It used to be recall. It used to be called restorative justice. Change that. That was too complicated. Now it's, you know, the sins of America's past have to be borne by the white Caucasian people who are prosperous. They're going to pay all of the bills. So now what Biden is setting up is not an equal society where we're all equal. We all have a chance to succeed, which is what Lyndon Johnson's great society was supposed to create. That's gone because it didn't work. It didn't work at all. There's still millions of poor people and most of them are minorities. And even though the poverty rate went down under President Trump, not fast enough. Now we're going to guarantee those people jobs, income, health care, edu education, even though you can't guarantee an education, you have to actually work for that. 
But if you don't work for it, don't worry about it because we'll take care of you in another way. So that's what Biden is doing tomorrow. Now, let me ask you something. You heard about this? Have you read about it anywhere? No. No, you haven't. And you're not going to see it on cable news or Good Morning America or the Today Show or the CBS Evening News or David Muir on ABC or Lester Holt on NBC. You're not going to hear about it at all. Now, most of those people don't know about it, don't understand what's happening, all right, because they don't know anything. Sorry, I know I sound ridiculous there. They may know a little bit, but they really don't know what's going on. I don't know if Joe Biden knows what's going on. Susan Rice knows. She knows. Barack Obama knows. Remember, Susan Rice, best buds with Barack and Michelle Obama. This is no accident. She's heading up domestic policy in the United States. And if you don't remember that name, she's the one in Benghazi when the Americans were killed in Libya who came out and said, that wasn't a plot by extremist Muslims. It was a videotape that some guy in Florida put on a net. That's what caused her death. And of course, that turned out to be total lie. Ms. Rice never apologized for it. Okay, that's Susan Rice. So anyway, this is going to be tomorrow. But you won't hear about it tomorrow. You'll hear about it from me, because tomorrow I'll tell you exactly where these things are leading, because I'll, I'll actually see the executive order. What I'm reporting tonight is what the White House has said it's going to do, but tomorrow they'll do it, and I'll have it, and I'll report it. That's what we do here. We report the news. <laughs> what a novel concept, huh? All right, now, in, a, in association with this, the hearts and minds of you and millions of Americans who voted for Donald Trump are not going to be changed by Joe Biden. Okay, you're not going to approve of this because ultimately it's going to come out of your wallet that all of the special programs designed to give minority people equity are going to cost trillions of dollars and we're going to pay for it. Uh, they're not going to pay for it. So we're not going to get approval at the people level who are going to be taxed up to here. Not happening. But the younger Americans who are in college, all right, and who are just starting out in life, that's the target of the equity folks. So an organization, and again, you're not going to hear this anywhere, anywhere, called uh, Andrew Mellon Foundation. Now, you remember Andrew Mellon? He was one of those big industrial guys. Carnegie Mellon College, you know, Mellon was, was a billionaire, and he, when he died, he started a foundation, as many billionaires do. So they're giving away $72 million to a bunch of colleges, Cornell, University of Minnesota, Johns Hopkins University. They're all getting money. And what are they getting money for? They're getting money to put together what they call initiatives on campus that tell the students how bad America is and was in its past. It's a terrible, terrible place. It's what the New York Times did with its 1619 project, that the whole country is based on slavery. That, that's what this melon money is going for, to go into the major universities, particularly the Ivy League schools, because that's where the leaders are. And tell the kids, yeah, it's a rotten, rotten country, America. 
And Mellon was like the biggest capitalist in the world. I don't know if Andrew would be liking giving all this money away to these colleges to convince them that America is a racist country and that we have to do all of these dramatic things to pay for our sins. Okay? So, again, you'll never hear about this from anybody else but me, but I'm tracking it. Um, So Mellon gives away uh, about $330 million a year. All liberal causes, 100%. Soros is a big guy in this area, but Mellon's targeting the colleges. So when you send your kids or grandkids to college, no, they're walking into an environment on campus, even at Harvard and Yale and these places, that says America's bad, always has been bad, and that we need this drastic change to make it good. And Joe Biden's going to lead the way. So basically, uh, just summing this up, we're no longer an equal nation. We're not all equal. All right, there are some people more equal that will get more things and more programs and more of everything, okay? And they are all in one category. They are the victims, the victims of America being a terrible country. All of these victims, okay? This is like the Me Too. It's all in the whole thing. And if you object to this, if you say, you know, I don't really want equity, I'd like equality. I think we should all work for that. We have federal laws that promote equality in the workplace, everywhere, all right? That we all have freedom of expression. We shouldn't be canceled, all right? Because, again, if you object to equity, you'll be canceled. They'll try to hurt you. And you know what a chilling intimidator that is. If you're in a workplace, the guy walks in and says, you know what, you're not getting a promotion, even though you're a much better worker. But over here, we're going to give a promotion to somebody else because, you know, their ancestors really had a hard time. But they're going to get it, you're not. Uh, And you say, gee, that's not really fair. It should be merit. That's what we are. We're a meritocracy in America. Well, we were, okay? No, and if you object, you can't work here anymore. Or if you're on the Internet, we'll take you off. What's happening? You know it. You know it well. One more caveat. As a historian, I have written about America extensively. And my new book, Killing Crazy Horse, is absolutely unsparing in its depiction of what happened to Native Americans. And it was wrong. Now, the Native Americans themselves did bad things as well, and that's in the book. And there were Caucasian white people who were heroes, who tried to help the Native Americans and did the right thing. So I'm not a guy that sugarcoats history. You read Killing Lincoln, Killing England, Killing Crazy Horse, you see that we are not a perfect country and that we did bad things. However, if you compare the United States of America to any other nation on the planet, this is by far the most noble country that's ever existed in humankind. And how can I say that? Because I wrote Killing the Rising Sun and Killing Patton. And our blood and treasure freed billions of people, billions, all over the world, killing Reagan, communism. So I know what I'm talking about. 
And I know what Joe Biden is doing, even if old Joe doesn't know, because I'm not convinced he does. Because Joe, 20 years ago, was 180 degrees opposite this. Now, Bernie Sanders loves this. He loves this. Roll the tape. Uh, look, uh, we're going to push Joe as the president as far as we can. But given the fact he's been in office for less than a week, I think he is off to a good start. Yeah, he's off to a great start because he's doing exactly what you want, Bernie. You know, exactly. And you'll get him. You'll get Joe because Joe's not strong enough to stand up to you. And he can't concentrate enough to know what you really want, which is hardcore socialism, the seizure of private property. That's what Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren want. And they think they can get it through Joe. They weren't going to get elected on their own. Okay. Um, This is another story you're not going to hear anywhere else. According to Bloomberg, well, you'll hear it on Bloomberg because I'm taking it from them. Bloomberg.com reports that Joe Biden's winning campaign was backed by $145 million in dark money donations. Ooh, that sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? What's dark money? Dark money um, is cash donated anonymously. You don't know who's given the cash, all right? It goes to political action committees which then funnels it into political ads for Joe Biden, organization, whatever it may be. It's called dark money. You don't know whether it comes from China. It could come from Uruguay. could come from anywhere. You don't know. So um, Bloomberg says Biden got $145 million. Trump got $28 million in dark money, anonymous money. Okay? That's pretty big. So when you hear Democrats go, Ooh, we don't like all this big. Co- <laughs> yeah. Um, and you'll never find out. You will never find out where that money come from. And in this election cycle, according to the Center for Responsive Politics, Center for Responsive Politics, Democrats received three hundred twenty six million in dark money. Republicans got one hundred and forty eight million. San Francisco. Now, you know that city's collapsed and they have thousands and thousands of homeless people on the streets. Why? Because they pay them. They give the cash payments to homeless people in San Francisco every month. You go, they hand you money, and then you go out and buy your alcohol or drugs or whatever you want to do. So drug addicts and people who are having trouble uh, with substance, wherever they are, they want to go to San Francisco. As a result, they got people all over the place doing all kinds of things because the city of San Francisco doesn't enforce any laws at all. All right. That city, and it's not even a big city, has more car break ins than any other city in the country, including New York City, which has eight and a half million people. All right. So um, right now, the city of San Francisco spends, let me get the number, 18 million dollars a month. 18 million a month, okay, that's almost 200 million a year, to put homeless people in hotels. Nice, right? And they get meals and whatever they want. Biden says he's going to pick that tab up. 
So that means I'm paying for it. So this is the plan. Because remember, if you're a drug-addicted homeless person, that's not your fault. You, you, that, your ancestor, you know, that's not your fault. So the, the drive from the progressives is to pay for all of the homeless's bills and buy them drugs. They're doing that in Oregon. It's legal to possess hard drugs in Oregon. And, and the next bill will be, well, we got to pay for those drugs because you can't expect heroin addicts to get a job and pay for drugs. So we're going to have to do it. So Biden in the equity, because the homeless people are a minority group and they're all victims, federal government. Impeachment. Okay. So I'm researching like crazy to see if there's any possibility that two weeks from today, Donald Trump could be convicted in the Senate of the crimes alleged in the House of Representatives. Remember, impeachment means the House says that you did high crimes and misdemeanors, you gotta get out of there. Well, Trump's already out of there. Now, I don't know whether the Trump people are going to file a legal um, action to block impeachment. They could, then it would go up to the Supreme Court, all right? Or they just might write it out because at this point, I only have seven Republican senators who may vote for impeachment. And Schumer, the Democrat majority leader in the Senate, needs 16. I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. So anyway, that's where we are. And here's what Senator Rubio said about it. Well, first of all, I think the trial is stupid. Uh, I think it's counterproductive. We already have a flaming fire in this country, and it's like taking a bunch of gasoline and pouring it on top of the fire. I think this is going to be really bad for the country. Uh, It's going to take us, not just is it going to keep us from focusing on really important things, but it's also just going to stir it up even more and make it even harder to get things done moving forward. All right. And uh, there's something else there. Liz Cheney, who is a big impeachment person, is under tremendous fire by the Republican Party, the congresswoman from Wyoming. Let's Republican senators see that, okay? It's going to be hard to get a conviction in the Senate. Supreme Court today, today dismissed two lawsuits against Donald Trump called the Amalians lawsuits. Very briefly, um, two far-left organizations, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, and uh, the attorneys general in Washington and Maryland. You don't get further left on these people. They sued Trump because Trump was doing business at his hotels. So if somebody came to Washington, they'd stay at a Trump hotel. These people said that's against the Amalians clause. They sued. Supreme Court threw it out. Why did they throw it out? Because Trump's no longer president. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, that might have a little hint on the impeachment thing. Dominion voting system. Remember the Dominion machines that the Trump administration said were rigged? Well, they filed another $1.3 billion defamation suit, this time against Rudy Giuliani. $1.3 billion. You'll uh, remember that Sidney Powell, another attorney in the Trump administration that accused Dominion of having rigged machines, is also being sued for $1.3 billion. I don't know how that turns out. It's going to cost, uh, although I guess they could set up a fund to defend themselves. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to do this story because I want to get to our guest who's been patiently waiting uh, to chart with me. Alex Clark, Phoenix, Arizona, is a host of Poplytics, which is a 
podcast, and uh, that belongs to Turning Point USA, a conservative organization. You can find that on Instagram. All of that is way too complicated for me, Alex. I'm, I'm really glad to meet you, <laughs> but Instagram, uh, you know. But you just heard me for 24 minutes lay out the true agenda of the Biden administration. Number one, did you know any of that? No, I didn't know any of it. In fact, I kind of had an idea of what you were going to briefly talk about. And I tried to Google it earlier. I couldn't find anything on this Equity Day stuff at all. So that's extremely concerning, um, especially as a young voter. I'm a young millennial. Um, and everyone I work with, for the most part, is either a young millennial or in Gen Z. And uh, this stuff is terrifying. And you're right. I haven't seen a lick about this stuff from any of the celebrities I follow, any of the mainstream media news outlets that I follow at all. Okay, so you're, uh, when did you graduate? 2011, from high school. From, from high school. Now, did you go to yeah. college? I didn't end up going to college, thank God, or else I probably would have ended up as one of these left-wing, purple-haired nut jobs also. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting that you, you have developed yourself without college to a point where you're articulate and doing an all, your own national podcast. But you saw what I said about uh, the Mellon Foundation, and you know, they're pumping in amazing amounts of money. And these college campuses are run by, I would say, radical leftists, many of them. Um, so what chance do Americans your age have of even formulating a true view of the United States? If you are a parent uh, that has a kid in college that is debating on whether or not, or has a kid in high school that's debating on whether or not they want to actually go to college, uh, you're pretty much guaranteeing that they're going to come out of far leftist at this point. Uh, you are totally submitting and sending your kids to the enemy. That is why Turning Point USA has created all of these chapters on college campuses across the country to try to combat this and help these kids get out alive, basically. Um, because the thing is, is that with young people right now, it is seen as very culturally uncool uh, to be apathetic about politics. So um, you know how you've seen this phrase a lot that says silence is violence. If you don't speak up, then you're uh, against conservatives, then you're probably a conservative yourself. And then they try to cancel or unperson you. That's what's going on on these college campuses. I mean, they cannot keep their head above water socially if they do not speak out and denounce conservatism. Um, and the thing is, that's really sad, is that they are blaming Trump for the division and turmoil, which is so unbelievably untrue. And it's also completely unfair because they've been fed this Trump is bad, Trump is bad, Trump is racist stuff, like a slow drip from an IV 24-7 for the last four years. Um, so really, if you have an option, there has never been a better time to skip college um, if you can and really start working, uh, create a business, go into, you know, agriculture, farming, um, or, you know, well, it, you can develop a skill. Sure. But I, I mean, I'm going to push back yeah. a little. There are good colleges. Hillsdale is good. Uh, Fordham here in New York, not a nutty place. Fairfield in Connecticut, not a nutty place. I mean, I got a kid that's looking at colleges now. And believe me, I know what's going on at the colleges. Now, I wouldn't send them to my alma mater's. I wouldn't send them to Marist College or Boston University um, because right now they're out of control. 
But the picture that you paint from the ground, because you're in this group, the older people are saying, is it hopeless? Are, they, are, are younger Americans ever going to get another perspective, ever going to see the world for what it is, not indoctrination? Do you think it's hopeless? Well, last year, over 51% of Americans said that they thought the First Amendment should be changed to uh, not include hate speech. Hate speech wouldn't be considered protected under the First Amendment. So yes, they do not want to hear any other opinions that are not already in their echo chamber or bubble, which is very concerning. And you know who's backing that up is big tech and social media giants. That's why they are canceling all of these other opinions off their uh, outlets so that people are yeah. not even exposed to other opinions. That's the thing is that a lot of young people, a lot of my friends who identify as liberal, I know that they're conservative. The stuff that they believe is what I believe, um, but they just do not understand that those are conservative ideas or conservative values. You know who also talks about a lot of conservative ideas? It's Cardi B. But she sat down with Bernie Sanders when he was uh, campaigning and did an interview with him and supported Bernie. But the thing is, is they say things like, you know, I hate how much money I'm losing on taxes. Where's all this money going? These are conservative values they just do not understand that yeah, they, they are don't told put that it together conservatives are evil racists I, uh, before i let you go i'm going to give you uh, a reason to hope alex when i was okay. uh when i was your age um vietnam was perkin and those peer pressure was to oppose the war um not be a hippie but you know sex drugs rock and roll the whole culture changed and if you were a, a young person and you weren't wearing a tie-dyed stuff and going far out, groovy, you were kind of a weirdo. Most of those people back then, not all, well, maybe not most, but 50-50, turned conservative as they got older, as they learned more about the world and as they took on responsibilities. When self-reliance and discipline are the keys to success, they figured it out. So I'm not... I am not 100% sure this is going to kill the country. But with social media, that's the danger. And Congress has got to get involved. Alex, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Say hello to all your uh, poplictic viewers from me. All right. Tell them you're the cute conservatives, Bill. We call them cute conservatives. <laughs> all right. Well, you can use the clips here and run it on your podcast if you want, Alex. Thanks for helping us out. Okay, Washington Post, um, once a fine newspaper, no longer is. So there was a story on Kamala Harris written by a reporter named Ben Terrace. And in the story, uh, Kamala Harris denigrated people in prison. Okay, and basically said some dopey things uh, and was making fun, mocking prison inmates. So apparently Terrace filed the story the way it went down. Well, the Washington Post took it off, <laughs> it took it off. But some people found out about the original story and it became a social media thing. So the Washington Post had to put it back. Now, they called up the Washington Post, they conservative people, um, Reason Magazine, which I think is more, um, they're not conservative, they're, uh, what do you call it? Rand Paul-ish. Anyway. Um, so they uh, said, hey, why'd you do that? Washington Post couldn't answer. Okay. So that brings us to an Axios, that's a website, report, 
that says trust in social media has now had an all-time low of 27%. This is based off information compiled by a communications firm named Edelman. So I like to source everything I tell you so you know where I'm getting it. So uh, 56% of Americans agree with the statement journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things that are false. All right, we all know that's true. 58% think most news organizations are more concerned with supporting ideology than informing the public. Of course, that's true. Money, it's all about money, money, money. My pillow guy, you know him, you've seen him. I think he's got his own show on Fox. <laughs> Mike Lindell. All right, he's suing the uh, vicious and irresponsible Daily Mail uh, because the Daily Mail said that Mike was having uh, some kind of an arrangement with an actress, Jane Krakowski. All right, some kind of romance. Well, Miss Krakowski and Lindell said, we don't know each other. We've never met each other. So Lindell now has hired uh, some big-time lawyers to go after the Daily Mail. He says that the report hurt him, his business, his reputation, and everything else. I'm going to follow this. I hope I, the Daily Mail is absolutely the worst. Missouri. All right, so you remember the case of Mark and Patricia McCloskey. They had the guns when Black Lives Matter broke into their housing development by ripping a gate off. And they said to the Black Lives Matter people, we have guns, you better not bother us. Well, uh, the St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner charged them with felonies. And then Ms. Gardner used that to raise money for Ms. Gardner. <laughs> so now the state of Missouri has said, you, Ms. Gardner, can't prosecute the McCluskeys. Two court rulings. Can't do it. That means the McCluskeys probably get off. Good. Stay in history. January 25th, 1971, Charles Manson and his three young followers convicted of murder. All right. You may remember this story. Terrible story. So Manson, Susan Atkins, Leslie Van Houten, Patricia Krenwinkel, um, they murdered actress Sharon Tate, who was eight months pregnant, and six other people, seven altogether. Manson and the young girls, Atkins, 22, Van Houten, 21, Krenwinkel, 23, all tried together, convicted of murder, sentenced to death. But then California outlawed the death penalty. So Manson died at 83, still a maniac, okay? The others, um, Susan Atkins died of brain cancer in prison, 61. Van Houten, 71 years old, still in prison. Krenwinkel, 73, still in prison. And they've been denied parole every single time. The conviction, the Manson family, 50 years ago today. All right, quick break. Back with some mail and a final thought on the football teams that disrespected the national anthem yesterday. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion 
of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, let's get to the mail. Uh, Steve Jew, Sacramento, California. Bill, you said you hope President Biden will be successful. Does that include being successful implementing policies that are not in the best interest of our country. No, of course not. But I'm rooting for the country. So maybe Joe Biden will wise up, see the light. Maybe he'll do good things. That's what I'm hoping. But I told you, Steve, I don't really think that will happen. Jessica Johnson, Cincinnati. My husband and I appreciate your fair and calm coverage of the news, Bill. We want to know what your thoughts are on the following part of Mr. Biden's speech. And now a rise in political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and will defeat. Um, Look, all he did was condemn the right wing extremists because that's what his crew wants. Biden does what he is told to do. Kenneth Partridge, Forest Hill, California. Now the Dems are gonna pass a national voting reform which require early voting by mail voting and same-day registration, how do you think Republicans can retag the House or the Senate? Because the states themselves are in charge of all of these voting laws. And I'm hopeful, I mean, Pennsylvania, there's a new bill now to overhaul their whole system. Florida did it. Florida did it. So I'm hopeful it can be done in all the states. Remember, states run the votes. Steve Zelny, Clinton, Massachusetts. Bill, wondering the relationship between Trump and Pence. What is it now? They have gone their separate ways. I think that's an accurate statement. James Bojoves, Saginaw, Michigan. Can and will Republicans slow down or stop any of Biden's executive orders through litigation? Texas did it over the weekend. Texas is suing the Biden administration for stopping deportations. So, yes. Those things, just like the Democrats did to Trump, Republicans will do to Biden. Antoinette Giovanno, murals inlet, South Carolina. Bill, you keep saying network news outlets are going to implode. Please explain. They're already imploding. Their audience is collapsing. Haven't you read the article? Maybe you haven't, but trust me. TV news audiences are fleeing all across the board. Rick. Concierge member, thank you, Rick. Rick gets direct access to me through email, private email. But Rick posted this on our message board at BillOReilly.com. Bill, with Biden signing executive orders to stop all deportation, mass caravan heading our way, how bad do you think we'll get for our state, Arizona? Bad. I think it will be very bad in the next four years for Arizona. Darlene, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say Mr. Biden wouldn't do anything? I said... Darlene, I'm correcting you now, that Mr. Biden would do as he was told. Kathy, you need a good governor like DeSantis in New York. We got our vaccine shot last week at a community center. I was in Florida over the weekend. Much easier to get vaccinated down there than in New York. 
because your state has run much better than my state. Simple as that. Michael, Bill, move to Alaska. We have the highest vaccine rate in the country. <laughs> so to Florida, to Alaska, I can work that out. Penny, it is exactly the same in Washington state. We are eligible, but can't find a place to get the vaccine. I know it's chaos. I absolutely know. Andrew, thanks, Bill, for your news programs. It's the only place my family gets the news. We only want facts, whether we like them or not. Noreen, what is the most troubling aspect of the whole election is the attorney general of the USA openly stating there was fraud. And I believe them. I believe, Mr. Barr, there was fraud, but it didn't rise. The evidence didn't rise and nobody's been convicted. Ashley Alley, Murrell's, uh, two from Murrell's Inlet, South Carolina, were big there. Keep hearing you say Nikki Haley may be a contender for uh, the 2024 presidential election. I believe she was an excellent governor here. However, I don't understand why she quit the U.N. under Trump. You know, she said she just wanted to, you know, spend more time with her family. They always say that. I don't know the inside story there, um, but I think she will run. Okay, if you buy Killing Crazy Horse from us, um, no. If you buy Killing the Mob, pre-order Killing the Mob out May 4th, you get 50% off Killing Crazy Horse or the United States of Trump. Fabulous deal. Killing the Mob you're going to like. Word of the day when writing to us, do not be odious. Great word, odious. Back with a final thought in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, here is the final thought of the day. So I'm, I'm a pro football fan, and I know a lot of the teams and people who run them and all of that. And then uh, yesterday, so I, uh, I'm watching the Packers um, in Tampa Bay, and the Packers could have won that game, but the guy gives up the touchdown with one second to go in the first half. That was it. But the Packers didn't come out to stand for the national anthem. So, karma. And the same thing in a late game. So the Chiefs were all out, all standing. Okay, there they are, heart, hand on a heart. Okay, and where, where's the uh, Bills? Oh, they don't come out. There's Brady, Tampa, all came out, hands on a heart. Okay, so I'm glad Tampa beat Packers and KC beat the Bills. I like the Bills. But these guys got to wise up. You stay in a locker room, you're disrespecting the flag. Period. Period. Get your butt out there. So now we have a Super Bowl where both teams will all stand up for the anthem, put their hand on their heart, hopefully. And that's a sign of respect for the country. Stand up for your country. See you tomorrow.